Hi there. You are listening to a message recorded by High Point Life. To listen to more messages and to find out more about our church, head over to our website at highpointlife.com. The year was 1999. I was with my wife in Lake Gardens. And uh, we were given an assignment to do. The assignment was write each other a love letter. And when we were there at Lake Gardens, we were given three hours to, to spend time together so that we can express ourselves. And we were just silent. She was looking at me, and I was looking at her. And I started saying this. Did you dry the clothes? Ah? <laughs> you think it's going to rain or not today? And my wife said, don't worry, I've already arranged for the maid to do, to make sure that the clothes are taken care of. And then there was a silent pause. Have you prepared food for the children? Oh yeah, yeah. We've got the maid to prepare all the food. Make sure the fridge is well stored. Because we were away on a weekend. But we were supposed to write a love letter to one another. I forgot how to write a love letter to my wife. That is already 24 years ago. 24 years ago. And I, on 24... It was 1999. I remember one thing. I forgot what it is to be a husband. I forgot what it is to be a father. I forgot what it is to be a man of the house. And 24 years have passed. After that day of realization, it began a real change in my entire life. The way I look at family, the way I look at being a father, the way I handle the whole family. And I know that many of us, some of us here are already married for a long time. And your kids are already grown up. And you say, yeah, I've heard a lot of things and good things about being a father. But I can't turn the clock backwards. Like me, I can't turn the clock backwards. I'm already a grandfather of two. How could I turn the clock backwards? And But for some of you, you may say that this sermon here this morning is not relevant for me because um, I'm not married yet. If you are not married, more so you have to listen today. Okay? more so you have to listen today because it will be a reminder because the day you come to this stage, you would have looked. Actually, you have never trained to be a father. I have never gone out to be trained to be a father. So, and I got married and I had children. Then I realized I'm a father. <laughs> and I thought, being a father, I just read some books. They'll be okay. Okay, then I know how to be a father. But I begin to realize it wasn't so. 
So I'm going to just read you a few uh, statements. Uh. Oh yeah, for the ladies. Oh, this Father's Day, what has it got to do with me? For the young ones, the young girls, uh, because this is the first lover in your life. For the ladies, your father is the first lover in your life, the first man lover in your life. Am I right? My daughter just got married. When I saw another guy holding her hand, uh, I cannot tahan, you know. I'm the first one, you know. I don't, those who are fathers will, know, will, will understand what I'm trying to say. To see another man holding my daughter's hands, I said, no, no, no. It took me a long time to get over it. I couldn't get over it until the day of marriage when I was walking down the road. If you look at my photograph, when I walked my daughter down the aisle, my face was a little bit... Still not willing to let go. But at last, I have to let go. So that's for the, uh, the, the girls, isn't it? But for some of you who are already wives, you've already been married, or you're going to get married, it's more so important for you now because why? Your role is to help your, your husband to be a good father. Men needs a helper. And that's why God created who? Eve, for, the, for what role? To be the helper. Man needs help. But he's the man of the house. He should know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> I tell you, most of the time, they hear from what, or they watch what the parents have done, what the father has done, and they emulate. They just learn and they just follow. Or it has already been impressed upon their lives and they just do what they're supposed to do. So today's message, today's sermon is for every one of you. But I'm already a grandfather. Grandfather, now you've got second chance. <laughs> Correct? And the grandmothers, help your husband to live out the second chance. So all of us are involved in today's sermon, whether you like it or not. Can someone help me to read? Psalms 127. Yes, take the mic. Somebody has a mic. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sheep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Okay, thank you for reading. Today's passage is very real because the imagery of a man who is a mighty warrior. So the verse started very clearly that unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So in other words, for a healthy family, it is the Lord who builds. Unless we are in that foundation, where God wants us, you will find that your value systems changes in the family. And he continues, it is 
in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. But then the verse comes, it says here, like arrows on, in the hands of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So imagine now this warrior, the ancient warrior. He holds a bow. This is a mighty warrior. He holds the bow and he shoots the bow. When he shoots the bow, where does the, uh, shoots the arrow? Where does the arrow go? He aims the target, am I right? So he gives us an imagery. Can you imagine the father who is blessed with many, quiver, uh, many arrows in the quiver? In other words, a man who fills his quiver with them is like another, uh, a person, a father who has got many children, many arrows in the quiver. Quiver is like a bag where you put the arrows, you know? So you have many of these arrows. But you realize that these arrows when put into the hands of a warrior, if the warrior's hands are not firm, what happens? Zoom! You fly all over, isn't it? So it gives the imaginary of a warrior. Now, that children is in your hand, and you are the, warrior, the fathers. You are the mighty warrior, and you are to release the arrow. Where is the arrow going to go? That is the imagery that has been given. Archer must be strong, arrows must be straight, aim must be sure. These are my three points. Very easy to remember. So, I'm going to go into these few verses. Just now we read these few verses already. Yeah. We are not going to read it now. Okay. Let's look at some of the statistics that's happening in the world today. If you look at it, you see that Children growing up without fathers face greater risk and account for 90% of homeless and runaway youth. Can you imagine? If your family, the father is not at home, the father is not doing his role, this is the result. These are statistics. Huh? So in other words, homeless runaways, 90%. High school dropout, 71%. Youth suicides, 63%. So it's very high. Not only that, if you look carefully, you will see four times greater to poverty, more likely behavioral problems. You see all these things happening. Then, what happens? So my first point I want to go to is the archer must be strong. And referring to the father here. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hand. Mighty men. The, the, the King James Version calls it a mighty man. So in other words, you actually can be mighty. Many of us become fathers, but we have never been fathers. And we find it very difficult because when we become fathers, we find that there's so many responsibilities that we have to go through. You have to provide for your family. I remember something happened in my home. My father's office was burned down. 
And I remember watching him. You know, he was very calm. Immediately, he looked for another place. I, I saw him running up and down the town, looking for another place. All his files, all the, everything in the business was burned down. But I saw one thing about him. He provided for the family. He's always very calm. But I know inside him, he's not really that calm. But in front of us, he was just being very calm. The father who provides. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hand. I still remember. When uh, he comes home and the house is in a mess and my brothers are crying, he would beat me. I don't care. You are, I'm the eldest in the son. I'm the eldest son in the family. So as the eldest son, you are responsible for the family. So I learned responsibility very early as the eldest son. So he would cane me and I would bleed. And he would tie me in a gunny sack. You know it's a gunny sack? Now you don't have gunny sack. Last time, you know, the rice... The paddy, they put inside a sack, the brown color sack, and it will tie me up. I learned something. You must treat my son like a man. Yeah. And that's what I did to my eldest son. Monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> Correct? My father taught me that I need to be responsible. So I took this and I taught it to my eldest son, Benjamin Tay. When he was one year old, less than one year old, he was in a crib. And suddenly, there was a big sound. Boom! He fell from the crib. Less than one year old. Huh? My wife and I was in the next room. My, my, my wife heard the sound. What's the first response of the mother? Run to the child, what is the response of the father? <laughs> Come on, please help me. What's the response of the father? Huh? Still sleeping, huh? Okay. Buddy, you say it very well, huh? But for me, I was awake, huh? I told my wife, sit down. But he was crying for half an hour. My wife wanted to go. I said, sit down. It was one hour. And my wife wanted to go. I said, sit down. He's a man. He will survive. I was a very hard man. Was I, was I a Christian? Yes, I was a Christian. Oh, you mean Christians don't have this problem? I know some of you also have this problem. But that doesn't mean we have to remain in that problem, isn't it? I didn't know what it was to be a father. All I knew is, this is the way my father taught me. This is the way I'm going to teach my children. What's wrong with that? I survived what? He will survive. That's my logic. But when I realize that this is not the way, I have to change. Today is Father's Day. It's not a lecture day, huh? but it's a reminder day. Can I say that? It's a reminder for us. We're going to learn together. I'm a father. And I'm telling you, what I did was wrong. But I did it because that was the way I was taught. <laughs> and some of you 
come from broken families and you were taught strange things. Strange things. That doesn't mean I have to use these things on my children. But Brother Richie, I have already did that to them and I'm already old already. But today we're going to deal with this subject together and learn together and remind one another together that the archer must be strong. He must be strong. He must be skillful. He must be skillful. He must be sincere. So skillful means what? You need to learn, isn't it? Any one of you have played the archery before? Raise your hands. Wow, quite a number of you, huh? So the first time I did the archery was I have to hold the thing, pull it, isn't it? You've got to pull it with tension, am I right? And then after that, what do you do? You're breathing. You're breathing, huh? You must stop your breathing, is that? When you, once you aim already, you breathe in and you stop breathing. And then you aim and you let go. Because when you breathe, the thing will go up and down, isn't it? Go up and down and the aim will run. So I learned a little bit about archery. When you let go and the thing will swing down, correct? You have to relax and let it go. But the tension is still there. There will always be tension in the home. When I come home, uh, my early days, uh, everybody is quiet. Sounds familiar, some families? When the father comes home, no more laughter. Everybody is good boy, good girl. Hi, Dad. And then they go inside their own room. The home should be a joyful place. But somehow, when you come home, there seems to be Tension. Why? The archer must be strong. Even though there is tension, you must relax. Otherwise, it won't go straight. <laughs> and let the arrow go. The problem with the home is it's too tense. And the reason why it stands, 90% is because of the father. That doesn't mean the wife doesn't create the tension. Huh? Wives also, because they are like licking roofs sometimes. Huh? You know the passage in the Bible about the licking roof? Keep on talking, tick, 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 tick. They can create a hole on the cement floor by just a little bit of drop here, drop there. No? You still have. But most of the tension comes from the father. And to deal with this, we need to be sincere. I remember I, there was one incident when I was with my children in Bangkok. We went for a holiday together. Every year, we go for a holiday. It could be near, it could be far. But we make it a, 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 a time that we come together at the hotel. <coughs> the whole family was gathered together. I asked my son, Ben, uh, I was very hard to him. Uh. Of course, he remembers that I was very hard to him because I thought that was the right thing to do. 
so that he would be a strong man, stronger than me. Actually, I meant well, you know. I really meant well. I want him to be stronger and better than me. A tough man who is able to go through the wind, the storm, you know, whatever come, you can go through it. But I didn't know I was breaking him. Instead of winning him, I was breaking him. And I asked him this question. Ben, when you look at that, what did you see? It was a very vulnerable question. I was actually very afraid. Because if you know my son, he's a very sharp guy. He will speak up and tell you right to target. He won't miss his words. He wasn't answering the question. He was looking. You know, if you know him, huh? he would just do this. Silent for a while. Dad, you love God. When he says that, you know what it means to me? Dad, you love God. When your children look at you, what do they see? And that was the biggest reward I could say from him. You know what that means to me? It means everything to me. Because I could have provided for them everything. As a businessman, God has provided for me financially. God has provided for me in many ways that I can provide financial freedom for them. But if I were to just work hard and provide financial freedom for them and lose them into the world, I think as a warrior in the hand of, of the mighty God, I am no mighty man because I've missed the target. I think some of us here, we felt that I have missed the target. And some of you here may feel that I've already shot the arrow. There's nothing I can do now. But for some of you here, you say, yeah, I'm shooting the arrow. But it's not straight. And that's where skills comes in. There is learning involved. And not only there's learning involved, there needs to be sincerity. The sincerity comes is when I come before my children and say, Son, forgive me. And I look into their eyes and ask them, Son, forgive me. I didn't know how to be a father. I thought I was a good father, but I wasn't. Please forgive me. There need to be sincerity. 
the arrow must be straight. As a mighty warrior, if you hold that bow and that arrow is not straight, it will wobble. Can you imagine a young st a stick or a twig? You know how they make the arrows last time? They would take a twig and they would cut away the side branches and they would try to flatten it and then they make it into an arrow and they shoot. The arrow must be shaped. I think as fathers, we need to shape their character. How do we shape their character? Because a lot of things are caught. They are not taught. I can tell you, don't steal. Don't cheat. Don't lie. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't be absent. Be responsible. But I'm not doing all of that. You can say all you like. But all of it, most of it are caught. They look at us. And they see the way we move. And that's how character is formed. How? They look at me as a father, honouring the things of God. They look at me in what is important. What is the most important conversation in your family? That will speak a lot. You know, a lot of people will be wondering, this question, what is the most important conversation in your home? In my home, one of the most common conversation is God. Eh, got so much thing to talk about God. Ah. Yes, there are plenty of things to talk about God. Why? Every Sunday we go back, Sunday service discussion is our topic of discussion at home. And there will be a lot of gossip, huh? sure. And you see, if a family come together, you see that speaker, a lousy one, what he's talking, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then after that, we go to the point, huh? what did we learn? Oh, today I learned uh, never to be a boring speaker. Okay. <laughs> uh, today I learned, uh, okay. Then the passage comes. And that would be the subject of discussion. What about the ordinary days? Ordinary days, I would go with my daughter or my son one-on-one. -on -one. I have breakfast with them. And guess what we talk? I prepare a, a, a something already, uh, a, a short snippet, huh? and then I will share that verse with you, with him or with her. One-on-one. -on -one. Wow, you do that? Huh? Yeah! You mean fathers cannot do that? Can. Did I start doing that? No! I didn't know. But one thing, doesn't know, doesn't mean you have to continue to do what you do. So I learn. I watch other families and see how they do and I begin to spend time with them. One on one. And now they are all grown up. They are all grown up. I may not have the opportunity now to do one-on-one. -on -one. But we still have the time where the family comes together for the family altar every week. 
for the last 20 over years. 20 over years. And today, I can tell you, I saw the result of the favour of God when the father chose to honour and raise the children in his home. Yes, we need to shape their character. Fathers do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. There's one thing I learned from my wife. I have a very, very wonderful wife. And I learned a lot from her. She only teaches the children when they are happy. Correct? The best time to teach your children is when they are when they are happy. Yeah? Say again, let's say it together. The best time is when they are yeah, when are they happy? When are the children happy? Come on, the children, please help me. When are you happy? Huh? Come on, please. Uh-huh. When you have pocket money, okay? When you are in holiday? When you got seafood, ah? When you have food, isn't it? Yes, you say it very correctly. When children have food, they are very happy. And that's what we do. If money can solve a problem, uh, then the problem is not big. You know. The problem comes is you don't want to spend the money. Okay? Okay? I, I learned one thing. You know. If you cannot spend for your family, then who can you spend your money on? Uh? You know, as a father, I need to save money for the education. I need to save money for this, for that. I learned one thing from my wife. Shaping the character is more important. If money can shape the character, I use lah. It's just a tool. What? Initially, it was very difficult. Why? Our time to shape our children is to allow them to see us what we do. Okay? And then we use the word of God. These are the values in scripture. Last time it started with ice cream. Okay? Spaghetti. McDonald's. Okay? That kind of thing. So. Uh, uh, Pizza Hut. Now very expensive now. Now they're already 30 years old. Uh. There's seafood here, seafood there. Wow. The bill becomes very expensive. Then I look at it. Uh. I think it's worth it. If I can use money to shape that character, why not? The problem is, for the fathers, we are looking at what? I need to save this money for the education. I need to do this for this. I need to do this for this. We cannot let go. I think we need to learn to be generous, not to be lavish. Why? We want to shape their character. When is the best time to shape their character? When they are happy. Not when they are sad. When you keep on telling them, they get more resistant. That's not the best time to do it. When they are happy. Shape their character. So in other words, that tweak, remember? 
You need to shape it. How do you shape it? You need to cut away all the rough edges. Correct? The twig. It's not straight, Rama. You need to cut, 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 shape it so that it becomes straight. And then you need to let it uh, put in some hot steam so that it becomes uh, firm and malleable, isn't it? So it doesn't wiggle, 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 isn't it? Then it's shaping. And not only the shaping, uh, what? You need to sharpen their creativity. Fathers, do not aggravate your children, for they will become discouraged. Don't discourage them. How, do, how not to discourage them? Get them when they're happy. And then always remember that you are the role model. The saddest thing is when you are in church, you are Dr. Jekyll. But when you are home, you are, you are what? Mr. Hyde. Then they say, my dad is a hypocrite. When I look at my dad, the church very holy one. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. When he go, in, when he go home that time, uh, shout at us. I see a different man. What happened? The kids catch one thing. My dad is a hypocrite. And he didn't want to have anything with God. Because if this is the kind of God I see in my father, I don't want this kind of God. And fathers, we are responsible for our children. I'm saying this not because I want to condemn. I'm saying this because it is a reminder for all of us that there is a responsibility in raising the children. Fathers, do not aggravate them. We need to solidify their creed. What does it mean to solidify their creed? I just shared with you that one of the major things in my home is talking about God. Huh? Very strange, huh? talking about God. And we could be arguing the scriptures, we could be arguing views, but our main subject is about the things of God. You know, there's one, uh, last, uh, last month there was this advertisement that came up uh, and it was uh, talking about this restaurant called Restaurant Gambira in Tamamega. Did you see? Anyone of you see? This uh, famous shop, uh, they were doing the Sarawak Kolomi and uh, Hami and a very famous for 40 years, the shop. I was with my son there and we were sitting. And remember I told you one-to-one -one thing? I sat down with him. I was, after one tea, next tea, next tea. By the time we realized the next tea is already two hours. Cheating down there. Then this lady boss, uh, he came and talked to us because we were regulars there. He talked Chinese. Huh? Hey, this is your son. Oh, my son. Who is this? It's my son, I say. Your son? Why are you talking so long? Why are you talking so long? Why are you talking? Talking for so long. Who is he? Your son? Hey? How can a father talk to the son for a few hours? You get what I'm trying to say? It was a strange thing. What is this? My husband is not like that. We don't talk. 
absent father and father who doesn't talk. Why? They have no energy to talk. When they come home, they are too tired from work. They have already spoken, all their energy is given outside. And I learned one thing. You can choose not to talk, but you cannot choose the consequences of not talking. You can choose not to talk. Why? You are talking, you are very tired. But you cannot choose the consequences of your not talking. Because the day will come, the children will not talk to you. It's something very hard, isn't it? But that's reality. We need to solidify their creed in the things of God. And talking about the things of God can be very interesting. Because the father has to do homework to find out how to talk, how to share. But do it when they are happy. Don't do it like a Bible class. Don't do it. It must be creative. It must be fun. Okay? And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to those commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Remember I say? A lot of things are caught. How are they caught? They are caught because of the repetitive action of what they see in the Father. The best reward the Father can give to the children is what? Somebody say, is to love the wife. Do you agree? The best reward the Father can give to the children is to love the wife. Because after a, a while of marriage, you forgot how to love and show expression of love. You know, the children actually love to see the father and mother being intimate. You know, my children sometimes are very, hey dad, never hold mom's hand. Never hold her hand. Never hug her. So, so when I hug, hug my wife and then very intimate, they do, <laughs> my daughter, <laughs> <laughs> they have confidence. That's the best reward. When they see the father loving the mother and expressing it out openly, it gives them confidence. You must commit yourself wholeheartedly. So in other words, it is really putting effort. And sometimes you, your oxygen tank is very low. When you come back from work, your oxygen tank is low. Then how? You know, I come back, I'm already so tired. So, this is one of the most common answers I get from people. He says this. What to do? I need to provide for my family. Correct? I need to provide for my family. So, I have to go and work. So, uh, but when I come back from work, I'm so exhausted. 
Yeah, I think this is a valid answer you gave. But the result is what? The, the work is to build the family or the family have to sacrifice so that your work can get the money. Which is which? Which is which now? I think we've got, the, got it all upside down. The reason why we work okay, is to provide for our family. And we work hard so that we have these resources to provide, to be a good father, to be a good husband, to provide for the family. Now, the, the family must give up its right so that daddy can work, so that daddy can provide for you. The logic is already lost. What happened? We got our mathematics all upside down. And I realized one thing, that no matter how hardworking I am, I still need to be a present father. You know, as a, a minister of the word, I think one of the biggest challenges is I have to move around. So how do I balance? That's why I guard my family time. Today is my family time. If today cannot, I'll shift it to another day. And we will meet. If we cannot meet, we will find another day. We will meet. For the last 24 years, it has been like this. And I thank God, and I can see the hand and the favor of God upon the family. I'm going to finish with my last point here. Okay. Don't pass your responsibilities to professionals. Don't pass your responsibility to the church. One of the most common things, the youth ministry is supposed to look after my youth, my, my kids, what? They come to the church and then they're supposed to have the feeding. They're supposed to learn. What is the church doing? I think the pastors are useless here. Or send them to the uh, boarding school. Or send them to the maid. The maid will look after the children and teach them. What happened? Remember the story in Joshua. Joshua was a man of God, isn't it? Remember the story, yeah? Then there was this group of people called the Gershonites. I don't know whether you remember that, that group, but the Gershonites. What were they supposed to do? They, they lied, isn't it? And then uh, uh, to cut the story short, Joshua took them in and then they became uh, workers and then they catch wa uh, fetch water. They will look after the children, no? like mates like that. And then later on, what happened? After Joshua comes the book of what? Huh? Judges, isn't it? And everybody did what they like in their own eyes. What happened? Why everybody? I thought Joshua was a very godly nation. What happened? Just one generation, when that group of elders died, everything changed. What happened? Because the next generation were brought up by mates. What values were being inculcated? The values was what they think is right. Law. And today our generation, our children are brought up to look at things. What is right? LGBT is right. I think we need to live and let live. Where's the value of God? Everything has everybody do what they like in their own eyes. That's what happens. 
The aim must be sure. That's a price. Whether you like it or not, I just said, you are free to choose to do what you like huh? by not talking. But you are not free to choose the consequences of your not talking. You are also free to choose not looking after your family, not being a good father or being a good husband. But you are not free to choose the consequences of not being a good father or a good husband. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. And when I hear my children telling me those words, that dad, you love God. I know I've gone the right way. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperities are yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful wine. Notice that? Your wife will be like a fruitful wine. It brings that blessing to the family. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. This will be a blessing for the man who fears the Lord. I'm going to end here. I know many of you fathers here, <laughs> to be fathers or grandfathers here, you want your family to come to the Lord. You say, I, have, I cannot turn the clock backwards. But today you say, Lord, whatever time you have given me, I'm going to draw a circle here an invincible circle here and you say Lord I'm going to draw an invincible circle here I'm going to commit myself wholeheartedly and I'm going to bring my family into the circle and I'll pray with you pray for you that the Lord will bless you as you make that commitment I'm going to pray for you now Heavenly Father, we come before you. Lord, for some of us, we have never understood fatherhood. When we look at our earthly fathers, sometimes it's very difficult to understand what it is to have a heavenly father, a loving father. When I see brokenness in my own family, Lord, I do not know how to be a father. But today, Lord, I come before you, trusting you, that all that is behind me, Lord, I live it at the cross of Calvary. For you have demonstrated the ultimate love of what a father then can do. Sacrifice. Today, Lord, I, as a father, come before you and I bring my family into this circle that you can see Lord even though it's invincible for me but you know this circle Lord I have brought them into the circle and I want to bring this circle and commit this entire circle into your hands and I ask right now Lord 
You be the centre of my family. You be my Lord, you be my God. And you help me, O Lord, to demonstrate the Father's love, the Heavenly Father's love. Help me to be that good father, good husband. And thank you for Father's Day for reminding me and my family the role of what it is to be a father. And I commit all of you right now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, His favour, His blessings, His unctions, His love, His goodness, His favour be upon you right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.